Welcome to Statscast on uh, Wednesday, the 29th of March, 2023. It is 7.48am and uh, it's been a heck of a long time since we last did a Statscast. So we start with the traditional apology for that, but but, but really a long time. Well, some of you might know. Uh, Well, what's the reason for that? I'm not really too sure. Come on, bro. Give me yourself a stretch. I'm out here, as usual, of course, with Rooney. Uh, Our uh, faithful black Labrador Pitbull mix. Who's very happy to be out. It's not quite light yet because the clocks went forward on. Sunday, so uh, it's unusually sort of dark for this time in the morning. This time last week it would have been full sunlight, but it will be during this podcast. And uh, as you can probably tell <laughs> by, by the sounds of birdsong, that spring has definitely sprung. And there are a lot of birds around at the moment and uh, well the weather is uh, fantastic it's um, what about what is it? I, I think my watch just told me it was about 13 degrees right now rising to 21 today so uh, well that's, that's, that's like um, 80s so pretty nice and not Scorching hot, just right, which is very, very pleasant, isn't it, Ruth? And uh, today is also, thanks to Facebook reminding me or sending me a memory, is also the day, eight years ago to this day, that this black hound came into our lives. Hey, Ruth, you realise that? I'm going to get barked. No, no. no. Um, yep. Walked past the gate with Lenny and Archie with no incident there. Good. Well done, Rune. Sometimes he does want to have a little go at them, but not, not this morning. Did you, Rune? Not interested. No, he's much more interested in the sniffing out all the interesting scents of this beautiful spring morning. And it is. You know, it's not light yet, but I can see uh, the, the sky is light, <clears throat> lightning, uh, I mean getting lighter, and uh, it's, it's really cloudless. So, a fabulous way to kick off, let's call it a new series, shall we, because I think we had probably like a two-month gap, maybe more, since we've last podcasted. So, let's start fresh, Ru, with a new series. And, uh, well, I'm just getting up to the top of this rather steep section of our walk. So we'll move from the introduction. And thank you for joining us, especially if, if you've been patiently uh, waiting. Not, not that I would imagine that anybody's anticipating these these podcasts, but perhaps you quite like them and, and uh, 
you have been wondering where they've gone. So they're back. Thanks for rejoining, if you're rejoining. Or, uh, whoop, there's a truck. Or for uh, listening for the first time, if this is the first Stats cast you've ever listened to. So, off we go. All right, well, off we go. Up into the hills, and it's spring, and it's nice. Uh, because it's Wednesday, uh, you will probably hear as we go just round the corner here, the sound of the commuters commuting up and down the Ronda Road. Um, nothing much we can do about that. I would have probably, if I'd carefully planned this podcast, have uh, chosen a weekend. The weekends seem to have been really quiet. But, uh, anyway, I didn't. <laughs> so, we're doing it on a Wednesday. Can you hear the birds? There are so many at the moment. That's, oh, I think that's a, just a, a, a blackbird, but... Come on, Root. Here he comes. He's been just lagging back to eat some grass. Yeah. So this time of year, the birds that I have been uh, able to identify through the uh, BirdNet app <coughs> so far in the last, say, the last week, um, because my app, is, I haven't got sort of uh, incredible memory, <laughs> my app tells me the birds that I've actually recorded. So in the last week, what I've recorded is the European Serin. That's a lovely bird. Um, it's uh, sort of a, a yellow um, bird, about the size of, you know, your, your fist. Stay there. Wait. And car coming past, just trying to make sure it really stays in. Lovely looking bird. Um, <clears throat> it migrates and it's, uh, it's back. It's got a kind of yellow breast and uh, speckled brown and yellow wings. Um, what else we had? The great tit, of course. Um, I think most people know. Well, actually, maybe you don't know about the great tit. But uh, <laughs> it, it makes a, an incredibly loud sound for the size of the bird. It looks a bit like a sparrow. It's got a sort of a black, black and white head, a yellow tummy, and some greyish wings and a very loud singer. You'll probably hear them on this podcast, hopefully. Uh, and then some sort of rarer ones, like a Sardinian warbler. That's a, you know, we may get that one, I hope. Another little, you know, all these birds are sort of smallish, little songbirds. And, uh, well, you will uh, probably hear the U- European robin. There are always plenty of those, really giving it their all this time of year, the robins. I was surprised when I first identified them that you have, we have robins down here in the southern part of Spain, but we do. And uh, one, but many others. Um, There's something interesting that I discovered last week called the uh, Spotted Flycatcher. Very interesting song. Anyway, there's just a few that um, I've been lucky enough to identify. 
in the past, uh, well, maybe two weeks. Oh, the sky is just lighting up now. <laughs> this is the exciting part of the day, isn't it, Rue? It's the exciting part of the day when uh, you get that um, red underglow just rising as the sun as the sun's rising. I can't see the sun right now because it's. I'm on the wrong side of the mountain, but I will in about uh, a minute or two. Oh, you hear that? That is, I think, a black cap. Oh, yes, it should have mentioned. The old black cap, very prominent this time of year. Are you picking that up? I hope so. So, I suppose, <clears throat> excuse me, spring is the... Uh, is the predominant item on the agenda today and it's gorgeous it's good to, good good to be alive today it really is um, I'm looking at the outline of the mountain ridges ahead of me on my typical Rooney walk and uh, they're tinged with a sort of an orange almost purple glow as the sun is beginning to sort of push up behind them. I said there were no clouds, there are. Uh, very thin, sort of, almost gossamer-like uh, patches of cloud, not, not a complete covering. And I think those will be burnt off pretty soon once the sun gets uh, its focus and strength onto them. And, uh, yeah. I've got shorts and a shirt on uh, and just a light jacket over because it's the morning and there's just a slight chill, not much. <clears throat> so, so do you get a feel for uh, what it's like down here in the south of Spain? I, I, I'm sorry <laughs> if you're listening to this in the UK or Sweden or some of those northerly, more, more northerly uh, spots of Europe um, because you're, I know you're not getting any good weather yet. <laughs> in fact, poor people in the UK that they're suffering with ghastly rain. Well, all you can do is book yourself a trip down to South Spain. <laughs> oh, when he stopped, what? Why does he stop like that? Is, is there something there, Ru? There might be because we got to be careful here. This is the season when the uh, wild boar have their babies in tow and the mothers can be very aggressive. So if you do see one, Rue, please don't chase it. <clears throat> that would be a nasty incident we'd have to sort out. He's not looking at all scared. One thing I will say about this dog, he fears many things. And, you know, with no logic. Like he fears journeys in cars and uh, thunderstorms and that sort of stuff, but he is not a coward when it comes to other animals. Not at all, are you, Rue? No. He's looking at me like, what are you talking about, Dad? He's a happy boy this morning. So, okay, we're coming around the corner now. And this, oh, this is a good time to be coming around the corner because this is just about the time when I'm going to see the sun break 
over the, uh, the mountain outline there. Perhaps when I get around the corner, if I just stay still for a minute, which I will, I can tell you what it's like to be a sun worshipper and greet the sun as, as he or she, mustn't be generous, appears. Right. Uh, here's one of my favourite spots. I said to Christina recently, I said, well, I said, uh, if you're thinking about where to spread my ashes, <laughs> you know, because I had said you need to climb to the top of the uh, Contra Mountain, which is about 1,100 metres high and a very difficult climb. So you don't have to go all the way up there. Just chuck them over the edge here, <laughs> which is a good spot. One of my favourite spots. So now, let's see if we can focus on, on a little bit of nature around here. Birdsong? Might be too far away for you to hear it. I have got, you know, the proper mic on, but I don't think it'll pick that up. So I can also hear a little bit, a little bit of a noise of, I think it's the AP7, the toll road very distant, you probably aren't getting it on the mic, but there is a little bit of a, little bit of a rolling roar, which I haven't picked up before. It's probably the midweek and it's commuting time. It does rather remind me of when we lived in Connecticut, and you could always hear the I-95 during, well, in fact, every day, but particularly during the week. All right, observations for this time of the morning. Well, first thing I would observe is, I'm looking down into a valley beneath me, which is very green, very green. In fact, we had guests staying with us um, the last few days. Uh, David and Megan Collins, what a treat that was. Uh, gosh, I've known them forever. <laughs> David, well, I, he's just sort of agreed the terms of sale of his business, but he, God bless him, is one of the longest surviving textile manufacturers <laughs> in, in Lancashire. He's still doing it. I mean, in fact, he's still going to be working for, I think, eight more years. But, uh, you know, same sort of background as me originally. Um, textile manufacturers in Burnley. Anyway, we went out of business <laughs> in the 60s. And here we are in 2023. David's still doing it. I mean, that's some accomplishment. It really is. <clears throat> and he's gone, you know, he's doing some very upmarket uh, fabrics and, uh, you know, really wonderful to have them to stay. And Megan, just, just tremendous. She, well, Megan, actually, was married to one of my greatest friends since, you know, as long as I can remember, Duncan Stuart Mills. And Duncan, very, very sadly, he died. When was that? 2001 or two? Um, he's only in the 30s. Of cancer. Um, and so Megan, you know, was his widow for a while and, and then she married David. And uh, they're just absolutely, you know, wonderful couple to have to stay. There he's, they arrived on Friday evening and uh, left on Monday. So just a very short visit, but really nice.
and uh, we did nice things together as well. Um, on, on Sunday, which I suppose was like the, uh, the star attraction of the, the visit, we went off to, I told you about it before, a, a fortress village called Castillo del Castelmar. It's about, uh, it's about a 45 or one hour journey south from here. And because um, it's, it's a nice trip out and interesting. Oh God, did you hear that? I think they're dynamiting on one of the, you know, one of the building projects up in the mountains there. I can see it. They must have blown some rock out. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, we went up there and we went to have lunch at um, uh, Dom Papa's Bistro, which is the bistro run or owned and run by the couple that own and run the butchers in La Heredia village. <laughs> it's funny, the, the Dutch couple. I mean, he, he's probably one of the best known butchers in this part of uh, Spain. And people travel up um, just to buy meat from him because he's such a good butcher. But anyway, he's always had this dream of running a little restaurant, uh, almost a hobby, I would say in a sort of romantic setting um, and he's found one in this this little bar that's, you know, uh, w w well, one wall of the bar is the rock face that the uh, castle is sort of built into and uh, so he's converted it, he's made it beautiful and really charming. It's tiny, you know, um, but you can probably get about uh, six or seven tables in there. Uh, and, a, and a small bar and a tiny little kitchen. And he has a very limited menu, but very good. You know, two starters, carpaccio or a Caesar salad, and about four main courses, you know, like a fillet steak, um, cordero lechal chops, which is um, milk-fed baby lamb chops, um, a rib of beef, or what was the thing? I can't remember, but anyway, so you get the idea. It's all meat, obviously. He's a butcher, and um, and just four four things on the main course and two things on the starters. Oh yeah, really nice desserts as well. Fantastic. It was sort of like an apple strudel with ice cream. Um, so it's that style, really, really well presented and beautifully, uh, uh, you know, tasted beautiful, <clears throat> and a tiny little bar, cosy. Uh, with a flamenco guitarist accompanying you along with your meal. And Megan and David really loved it. It was great. Um, so there's a recommendation for you. If you're ever in this part of the world, you want something a little bit special, a bit different, do that. I mean, yes, it's meat. And um, although you, of course you can have a salad. And um, yes, it's limited. But sometimes limited equals good because they're not sort of overtaxing themselves with too many things on the menu. I mean, poor old Guillermo, he's, he's the name of the guy that, uh, he's the butcher. You know, he, he's in the kitchen cooking it. <laughs> so that's something that's um, well, well worth it. But yeah, so, so Megan and David stayed and it, it was just nice. We talked a lot about retirement because he's just, you know, agreed the terms. He's sold it, his company to his management team, which is, I think, the best way to go. 
if you can, um, because the people who deserve to make profits out of the business are the ones who've been running it all their lives. And uh, I like it when that happens, it's a personal preference. Okay, the sun is coming up now, I mustn't get distracted, but it, it's just about to burst over the horizon. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we were talking about retirement. He, he you know, he's technically agreed to stay on for another eight years, but uh, that's a long time, isn't it? He, he's about my age, maybe one year, year younger. So, uh, you know, we, we had nice chats about being in this phase of life and Megan, we've got so much to talk to Megan about because we go back forever. And I'm godfather to her daughter, and Duncan's daughter, Philippa. And um, she is so like my daughter, Maya. You know, there are so many points of, of, of comparison. <laughs> I didn't even know about, but, you know, Philippa apparently is a big Formula One fan, big Charles Leclerc. Leclerc fan, and uh, they're both sort of doing rather sort of interesting and, and, and potentially very rewarding jobs. I think Philip probably is already rewarding because she's a bit older than Maya. Um, uh, but anyway, that, so you know what it's like when, when you get together with old friends who you don't see so much these days because of distance and circumstance. And, so we got together, and have you ever had that where you, you know, you, you meet up? for a short break with some people that you've known deeply and, and well over many, many years but haven't had the, the advantage or, or, or if it is an advantage of frequency of, of seeing them. You know, my mother used to say that familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> Which means that, you know, if you see somebody too much, you don't, you don't value them as much. So maybe there's a bit of that. Oh, here comes the sun now. Ooh. It's, it's worth being out this time in the morning. A golden glow. Oh, I see where that noise came from now. Yeah, I can see some sort of quarry dust floating across the valley over there. It's an incredible amount of uh, construction. It's probably as the crow flies no more than three miles away. They're building an enormous new, well, estate, really. <clears throat> what are you eating, Rue? What is that? Not to be trusted, are you? What is that? Don't eat it. Oh, no, that, that, is that deer poop? Don't eat it. Not good. <clears throat> so, let me continue on with the, the walk. The reason I stopped here was because I was hoping I might see some wildlife, some deer or some boar, but I haven't seen either this morning. Sometimes you do, but they move on. They're very transient. Well, the boars, I'm not sure, but the deer are very transient. You know, don't eat that. <laughs> Stop. Um, very transient. They, uh, they were here probably two months ago now. A family, a family, I heard, of, uh, of beautiful red deer. You know, the, the male I saw with the big antlers bigger than the deer you get in Connecticut, the white-tailed deer. They're, uh, and they've got this very athletic-looking sort of coat, you know, which is looks almost shiny, silky red. 
you know, the clothes, clothes over very muscular bodies. They're very fit looking animals. And uh, I do like them. But anyway, there's, a, there's probably about a dozen of them here in this spot, just grazing off. There's a little bit of cleared land there amongst the trees, eating the grass. And um, they've moved on, I think. I don't see them, haven't seen them for a while. And uh, not long ago, and I think I don't think wild boar are as transient. I think they tend to sort of stay in the same sort of places. But I saw uh, probably about again about a dozen of them just darting across the ridge that I can see right opposite me, and they look like black little missiles because <laughs> they get fast. These wild boar. And something spooks them. I don't think it was me that spooked them. I don't know what it was, but they, they all just sort of took off. And uh, they go around in their numbers, actually. You know, and I know it's a, sort of a almost a scourge uh, in this, not just this part of the world. I think America has them too, but all over the world, because they're you know they're big animals and they don't really have many predators except for man. And, and in many cases, they're, they're kind of protected. So come on. Bro. But I'm kind of glad for them because pigs have a tough time. God, I saw a program with Christina the night before last about this Italian butcher. It was in Italian with subtitles. And Maya, our daughter, had uh, recommended that we watch it <clears throat> because this guy is, you know, has, he's a passionate butcher. I think probably because we'd just been to the butcher's restaurant. We sort of fancied seeing that. Turned my stomach. <laughs> oh God! But anyway, I won't go into that. But pigs—they have a rough time, don't they? You know, they've been domesticated for our, you know, table. And uh, and, and I like pigs. They're intelligent animals. So I'm quite glad that the wild pig, the wild boar, um, has made a made a break for it and has thrived in the wild. You know, people, you know, always people will talk about animals as some sort of subspecies, and, and, and I don't agree with that. There's no subspecies. We're all here on this planet coexisting. <clears throat> Sound like a vegetarian, don't I? <laughs> Not a vegetarian, but anyway. So good for the wild boar. They are out there. Enjoying their life in the wild, not domesticated for the table. <laughs> I like to see them. Well, I wouldn't like to see them too close because they might, they might go for a swim. Now, I stopped there, but I've moved on now because the sun's come up. And uh, now this little alley that I go down here is sometimes <clears throat> a little bit of a, of a feast of birdsong. You, you can start to hear them, I think. Um, let's get some in if we can. Ooh, what's that? That's something interesting. Okay. I'm just going to analyze that. Am I still, am I, 
Am I still recording? <laughs> I think I'm still... If it went quiet then for a second, I apologise. I was just using my app to record a particular... That. That bird there. Because there's something I think that I haven't heard recently or... Ooh. I'm going to see if, if the app has identified it. Ooh, could not connect. Connect to... Try again. <clears throat> oh, yes, it is something I've come across before. It is the African blue tit. <laughs> it's a loud song, isn't it? That's that's just a black bird. That's the African blue tit. You must have heard that. Isn't it pretty? Pretty little bird song. Oh! <laughs> they make me smile, these guys. Yeah. So, good, I'm glad. We've got some spring sounds for you. Uh, can't actually see them. Yeah, there's so much cover. But I can definitely hear them. And I hope you can too. So, <clears throat> uh, what can we discuss? Oh, we're discussing a lot, aren't we, already? But, uh, well, life. Okay, life, we've had to say that. I think probably the main reason I haven't podcast for a while is because we had a trip to America. Yes, we went back to the land that we have left. Two years ago, come up route, don't right? well, nearly two years ago. In April it will be. Um, and the reason we went back? Because, <laughs> it's gonna sound like Margaret Hatch now, we have a grandchild. <laughs> we being Christine and I, not we being me. Um, oh, he is uh, beyond gorgeous. Oliver Whalen. Whalen? <laughs> I hear you say. What was that as a name? <laughs> yes, Oliver Whalen Harry Stuttart. He's got three names. And uh, Harry's a bit of a country music fan. Whalen Jennings. Have you ever heard of Whalen Jennings? Well, if you haven't, give him a try if you like country music because he's good. And uh, so he's got that in his name, which I think is really cool. He's gorgeous, little boy. What is he now? He's probably about 13 weeks old now, but he's only nine weeks old when he went. And um, we really connected, not just with him, but with Ty, his mum, Harry's partner. Um, yeah, we, we sort of, it was so nice. We reached a, a really deep connection and she is, God, she's a good mother. A lovely person. And... Uh, you, you, you sort of, you think you know people, and then, you know, something like that puts either a strain on a relationship or a blessing on a relationship, and it really, in our case, put a blessing on the relationship, because, I mean, I love her, and so does Christina. <laughs> Hello. There's a little blackbird above me, I think it's blackbird. Uh, yeah. And, well, everything, the way she interacts with her baby, our grandson, 
the way you know, Harry and her, who've had their, you know, strains in their relationship, um, they have come together nicely. And, and, you know, sometimes you can be in love with somebody but be too immature to really, um, to, to really benefit from it. I'm going to stop here because I think I'm going to get stopped. Hang on. Ah, sorry. <laughs> God, I don't know what happened there. I hope I didn't accidentally record that conversation. Don't think I did. Um, yeah, so... Uh, listen to these beautiful birds. Um, yeah, so we connected. We had uh, just over two weeks and we stayed in the Wishes house. God, they're kind. <clears throat> Old friends of ours. English, but um, live in America. Uh, they've got a terrific house in Westport, which is where we used to live. And uh, obviously we sold up now, so um, they said, we'll stay in our house, because they were both going to be away. <clears throat> I was incredible. We'd saw them, but then uh, Glenn had to go off and do various things in England and in uh, Vermont. And Nikki went on a uh, sort of uh, langlaufing vacation so that left the house uh, free so they said well, you know use it <clears throat> it was great because Ty came round Ty's did I, did I not say that Ty's house partner she came round and uh, with the baby you know once they sort of got up so I don't know some time around about midday and um, came to the house she has this kind of um, what she call it pack and play it's like a a mobile cot, which is really cool. You can construct it, you know, in a love, about two minutes flat. And uh, so, and we all, what was good is we all got a turn, you know, to do everything re related to the baby, even I. <laughs> Changed a nappy or two. <clears throat> I was rather, secretly rather proud to be left on my own with the baby whilst Ty went and did some shopping and Christina was giving some fitness class, I think. <laughs> and I said, oh, I can look after him. <laughs> and, you know, to me, this was like the pinnacle of my uh, time there, to be trusted, to be in charge of this beautiful baby boy and uh, get him off to sleep, give him his bottle, all that kind of stuff. These are treasured moments. You know, just holding a baby in your arms, if, if it's your first ever grandchild, if you've ever done this, you know, you're, you're lucky. And you just gaze at them whilst they're asleep or whilst they're awake. He doesn't really cry either, so it's not stressful. He looks at you and uh, I think it's because of my glasses. I wear glasses these days. And uh, when he sort of looks at me, he suddenly chuckles. <laughs> really, I mean, he does laugh. I think he might have a sense of humour. Uh, he is just wonderful. And Harry, uh, you know, obviously our son, his dad, you know, he's, he's changing. You know, oh God, we're going to get the accompaniment, the Doberman accompaniment, I think. I can hear him already. But Harry, his dad, you know, I can tell he's going to be a good father. <clears throat> he cares. He uh, 
he, you know, he, he, that same gaze, that same sort of adoring gaze is there. And he's, you know, he's fussing around him, like making sure that he's got glass-coated bottles rather than plastic bottles so that there's no danger of, you know, any toxicity from the plastic leaking into the milk or leaching into the milk. That's the sort of thing that, he, you know, he's looking it all up on the internet and <clears throat> cooking. Oh, my God, they both cooked for us. I mean, Harry is, he is like a master chef. He, he's, you know, meat again. It's all about meat, isn't it, this podcast? But, yeah, he's a big meat eater, so, God, we have delicious ribs, beef ribs, pork ribs, um, steaks, when Harry's cooking, and then Ty cooked us this delicious, um, well, they call it shrimp, but I would call it uh, large prawn. Um, sort of Asian dish, damn good. I mean, really good. And uh, we, well, we actually, we didn't really go out that much. We took Thai out for one meal, which wasn't that good. It was an Italian restaurant, but um, Harry was working. And uh, we, God, we saw all our old friends. <laughs> the Burns, the Pinkuses, the Bulls. Um, <laughs> obviously, Nicky Glenwisher. Uh, it felt like a never-ending kind of uh, dinner party at times, but it was really good. And it's been a decent amount of time that we've been away. So, you know, it's been nearly two years. So reconnecting, it wasn't just kind of like, oh, hi, you know, <laughs> we're back from holiday. It was interesting because we've had enough time to recondition. Hey, Rue, whatever it is, leave it. Um... Okay, I better put Rue on his leash here, just bear with me. Well, actually, I think what we'll do is, as we're coming back down into the village now, um, we'll move into the closing section of this podcast. Um, I've got Rooney back on his leash. Uh, so, um, wait a minute, yeah, we're just going down the hill here. So, all right, um, we will move into the close. talking a little bit more quietly because I'm in the village now and uh, it's likely that there will be uh, people on their terraces and balconies maybe having their breakfast and maybe able to hear me so <laughs> a little self-conscious of that um, but yeah so uh, sorry about the stream of consciousness here but uh, I haven't really podcast for a while, so I need to get back into the swing of it. But yeah, I, I would say that um, having Oliver Whalen in our lives now adds a richness. Because every day, you know, Ty sends us videos of what he, ha what he looks like and what he's doing each day. And he's a gorgeous little boy. He's, <clears throat> he's not dark skinned, but he's got a lovely sort of tan skin. Um, uh, curly, curly, uh, dark hair, and one of those faces that observes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's um, he's looking at us. <laughs> I'm watching. 
and I feel like there's an intelligence at work there behind those eyes and with a sense of humor because he looks at you and if you do something silly he just giggles <laughs> uh, for those grandparents among you or parents among you who are experiencing that at the moment you know exactly what I'm talking about anyway so I'm coming back into the village and it is gosh you know it's the end of March and in uh, well two weeks time we have another <laughs> another annual general meeting of this community I'm sort of dreading it <clears throat> in a way but yeah so I'll have been president here for a year so we'll see if I get voted back in. I wasn't going to stand again, but decided to um, do a second term, as it were. <laughs> no, I don't think of myself as like the president of the United States <laughs> doing a second term. <laughs> but one feels one ought to. Anyway, so yeah, a few sort of significant anniversaries, aren't there? Rooms, you coming into our life. Oliver Whalen coming into our life. You know, two years. Ah. Yeah, I'm bumping into people now. Just so figgy. A little, well, miniature greyhound. Something like that. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, a few anniversaries. So, what we will do is we will say thank you for listening and rejoining if you're rejoining these podcasts I'll try and sort of become a little bit more dependable and regular and I'll try and make sure that I'm putting content into these podcasts that's hopefully worth listening to this one was a little bit to be honest of a, of a trial to get myself back into the swing but thank you for listening to it if you did anyway and um, we will talk again very soon.